Welcome to Lightsaber Radio, the most outrageous Star Wars show on the web. If you haven't already done it, make sure you smash that subscribe button as well as the bell icon so you will be notified of all of our future episodes. Also, don't forget to press that like button. It helps get these videos in front of other Star Wars fans so they can get in on the outrageousness. So how's everyone doing today? Hey, we're good. It's a we're here. Day. That's alive. <laughs> alive. <laughs> alive. <laughs> So everybody, we welcome Tori to the show. She's joining in with CJ today because uh, we wanted it to be super funny and they're just crazy. So it was going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> they're just crazy. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Star Wars ethics. Basically how it has changed our work life, our family lives, our community lives and all that stuff. But first, somebody got to do a housebreaker. Who's doing a housebreaker today? I got you. Unless somebody else had one, but I, I just assume I'm the Hothbreaker guy. Okay. Okay, since we were talking a little bit about who would win in a droid fight last episode. So this episode, if you could choose a droid as your sidekick, which one would you choose? Out of all the Star Wars movies, out of all the episodes, out of all the TV shows, what droid is your sidekick? I wanna go, I wanna go, I wanna go, I wanna go, I wanna go. Okay. Go for it. L3. Dude. I want L3 so damn bad. Oh, the sass. L3, L3, L3 or the one from Rogue One. Just the amount of sass yes. and like- just Dude, the one they, from like, Rogue One for me. Oh, I love K2SL. how it's voice. Yeah, K2SL, he makes me oh, laugh. Oh, good. I didn't, I didn't want to be here, but Cassian said I had to. Like that shit makes me laugh. Alan Tudyk brought so much life to that role. It's me on a, every time I have to go to like any public event. I don't want to be here, but CJ said I have to. Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to go to Comic Con. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm going. I don't know. I think I'm gonna. I'm going with Chopper because it kind of like matches my personality. He's crazy. I'm crazy. It works. We would be a good team. I think Chopper would be a good droid for Dark Boy. I really, I think that he would come in messing up everybody. But I'd have to get my flamethrower, like R2. Flame yeah, That's fair. A quick attachment. Oh, it's K2SO. He's dope. Who is a uh, who is a uh, Revan's droid? What was Revan's droid's name? I want that droid. That's what I want. Oh, I don't know. Um, I can't remember Ooh. his name. Um, I have to look that up. Droid. Here's HK47. Yeah. HK47. That's actually dope. Yeah. That's I thought it was something else. I don't know why I think it was. I thought it was. Or, um, or T3M4? Yeah, T3M4. Cal Kestis, oh, his, uh, his droid. Oh, B his BD1 unit. BD1. Oh, yeah. BD1. Hey, BD. Chris, Chris, I love your choice. One of the Separatist Shadow Assassin droids. I'm sorry, those guys were dope as hell. And they were always a challenge for the Jedi, so I think that I think that's cool. But I'm still I'm still stuck. I think L3 or K2SO. I'm like stuck between those two. I just want the sass and the. I'll Dude. do it because of the excitement. <laughs> I'm not doing it because you told me to. Dude, K2SO, you have like the intelligence and like communication of like C3PO, but more badass. You have like the ability and the dexterity of like a flipping assassin droid. He's, he's not. And you have the accessibility subtle, of an R two. But he's not subtle, and he's not very good at lying. We watched that in Rogue One. 
What's the, what, what's the droid that uh, is on Mando? On the Mandalorian? What's oh, IG-11? Yeah, yeah. I take IG-11. And I wasn't trained to be a, a nanny droid at that point. So he's like super bad. <laughs> and he takes care of all the shit I need him to do. Like, hey, go do it's just, it, it would just suck because like, what if you get in a sticky situation with the wife and he's like self-destruct activated? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, no, shut down, shut down. We can get out of this. Okay. <laughs> I would want one of those, but I'd want C3PO's anxiety filled in it. So every time he like is in a sticky situation, he's like self-destruct. You can get out of any conversation. With a thermal detonator. Okay, out of everybody relax. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna. I I know it surprises you so very very much. So, but I gotta go with R2. I mean, it would make sense. Solid choice though. Yeah, I mean you he's. Can't go wrong with R2. I mean he like. So, like I said last week in the chat, um, Chopper's violence, like he's just, he wakes up and chooses violence. Um, but R2 is just like, he's methodical in his thinking of how he's going to hurt you. Like, and he also just kind of doesn't give a shit. Like he was walking around just shocking people at some point. Yeah. And, and, and he's like a ride or die where he, if something sketchy happens with me, he'll just shut down and keep my secrets forever. <laughs> no, that's if true. Archie yeah, could speak like English, I'd be happy. Like, I would I would roll around with Smart too. What makes me laugh is that we were playing. We were playing Lego Star Wars, and she got overly excited to play as R2 when we got to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, when we got to Tatooine in episode one, she's like, look, I'm R2! And I'm like... Hey. Cool, babe. That must be a huge improvement, though, because in the last one, if you are R2, you're like, fuck, I hate this game. Dude, I was walking around just <laughs> she was, she was out of, like, random people. She was fighting <laughs> random pedestrians. Like, they I'm were running away, and I'm sitting here going, and I was like, yes, please, please, the R2. Yeah, she is. She, she is. But no, what <laughs> kills me is, like, I'm trying to get to the missions so we can do the story mode and get it done. And she's just over there shocking and headbutting everything she can. And I'm like, would you, let's go. Focus. <laughs> you coin monger, come on. I'm a loot whore. It's, it's what I do. Yeah, that's a, that's a very special Tori got a little sit. A little bit. Maybe a lot. There, no, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> I only have, you know, two mall sabers. Vaders. Vader's. You know, I want to know whoever created the idea that you could change colors on Saber. Remember back in the day, you bought a Saber, it was, it was only one color. You had the one color choice. You either got a Sith yeah. Saber or green, blue. You didn't have, now you can just flick through it and change it to whatever color you want. Oh, I want to be base Windu today, so I'm going to have purple. Who has a pink lightsaber? Does anybody have a pink lightsaber? No. Star Wars? No. No, it's in the... Like, if you look up the colors of the lightsabers, like, it's actually, they've turned it yeah. into a cannon where they have, like, 30 different colors. Oh, jeez. Um, and it tells you the definition of each color um, and who would use it. Like, not right. characters or anything, but their personality and all of that. Um, but nobody actually has a pink saber. They just say, hey, it's a color you can't have. <laughs> I click through the pink light. Who has a pink lightsaber? I'm like, click, click. Uh, okay, who has a pink lightsaber? Darth Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Brit it's Britney, bitch. Saber, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Well, no hair, cause she done shaved all her hair off again. 
Apparently she's oh, pregnant. Man. So pregnant Britney Spears with a lightsaber. A pregnant yeah. Britney Spears with a lightsaber. Apparently she's pregnant again. Hey. Yeah, she's. Yeah, I seen the thing the other day. You know, it's going to drive me crazy if she gets Kevin Federline again. Like if this new dude like takes off, takes her for all her money, gets child support and everything. Like, dude, that was like the greatest scheme ever. Kyle, turn up your mic. Yeah, you're still. <laughs> turn up your ear volume. So if I turn up the mic, people are just gonna be super loud on YouTube. I don't know what it is. Like I was listening to last episode and I was like, damn man, I'm like loud as hell. Like it was like I was screaming the whole time. I, I am screaming, so that's that probably explains me. I always scream. Well, you're also inside of the microphone. <laughs> True. So <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> the AS, what's that thing called? The ASMR. <laughs> there, there, there seems to be some interference on Garrison's mic. We're gonna have to click. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh no, we lost Garrison. <laughs> so today we we were I don't know. CJ came up with this idea, and I was really thinking about it, like because he came up with it was like Wednesday or Thursday and I've been thinking about it for like the last three days like how has Star Wars changed my like ethical point of view on life you know how has it impacted me in life and like that it stumped me for a little bit like wait a minute wait. I don't know I don't know if I've changed that much um I would have to ultimately say that I think my work ethic is a lot better because of Star Wars because of how hard that they had to work to accomplish everything like being a rebel sucks like <laughs> it is it, it like super duper duper sucks to be a rebel because it seems like they don't just ever like they win then there's a new Death Star like damn did we just blow this thing up man they already built another one it's like they're getting away oh damn man they're, they're caught us again it's like dude but their work ethic to just keep on trying you know that's a, I mean and I think that's a little bit and then I have to go and I I think about like like on my computer screen if you look at my computer screen it actually says on here it says do or do not there is no try on my computer screen because that just that's like I don't try to do anything if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and I will work my ass off to accomplish anything that I I set myself up to do you know whatever it is I'm not gonna stop until I accomplish and I think that I got that from watching Star Wars because I can't think of anything else that gave me that type of drive and I think that that's one of the things plus I think I'm a kinder person now that even though I'm I, 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 uh, uh, I'm dark soy, but I'm kinder. You know, I think about people's feelings and stuff before I do stuff. But I don't know if that's just because I'm old now, or if it, you know, or you know, if it's just because I'm old, or if it's because of Star Wars. But I think Star Wars has something. And then I would have to ultimately say I don't know if it was my children or if it was Star Wars, but I am a very very patient person. Like I, my patience level is super high compared to where it used to be when I was younger. When I was younger, I had no patience whatsoever at all. Like, do it now. Now I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I understand stuff comes up, you know, blah, 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 blah. So what about y'all? Where, where do y'all think, what is, what is some of the things that you can look at your life and view as something that has changed or an ethical point of view or something like that that has changed within you guys? Threaten feed my kids the Sarlacc. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even a joke. She said it and I looked at her like, the great Sarlacc pit of Calcoon. And you can't really? no more Bubble Fit. Well, Finnick destroyed because uh, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, bubble, bubble, there's bubble babies. Fit. I will find a baby and I'll raise it, and mm -hmm. it'll. I will name it George, and <laughs> <laughs> it will sit right outside the back patio and be like, yeah, yeah, see, it's looking pretty hungry, huh? Huh? You maybe should. Is it a little flower maybe, pot? Maybe you should pick up your toys. Just start throwing toys in it. Feed it. <laughs> 
Peter plastic toy. Like, I want real meat. <laughs> I think on a serious note, like each of the sets of like the originals, the prequels and the sequels all taught me something a little bit different, at least that I got out of it. I think the originals for me was like, cause Luke is constantly saying, no, they're still good in Vader. They're still good in him. I still see good in him. I'm like, this, this dude is space Hitler. Like, no, like <laughs> there's not good in this dude. Like he's evil. <laughs> But he's like, no, they're still good at it. So I think it, it taught me, like, no matter how bad someone might seem at first, no matter what kind of prejudgment I have on someone, that I can still try to see good in them. Like, I don't think most people you meet, as mean as they might be at first, I don't think they're just naturally a dick. They might just be going through a rough day or they might be having struggles in their life. You never know what people are going through. So it kind of taught me to like look for the good in people, give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you don't understand the full picture. And I don't know, that's something that I think everybody could probably implement a bit better is like try to see the good in people, try to give people a little bit of grace um, and don't like just condemn them immediately. Okay. So that's one of- I got a question uh, for you. So you're walking down the street, right? Walking, say, say, this is how I'm gonna put it. You're in Disney and you're walking through Disney Park and you see poop. You still have that same feeling. No. <laughs> not, and then that's the thing, like not no, no, knowing. Like, no, Putin or Palpatine is Putin. I've already there's there's a thing like mercy and like being kind to someone doesn't replace like justice. Like you still can't let people do whatever the fuck they want and be dicks and like attack and kill people. But you can still be kind towards them. So like if Putin was up, I don't know, I, he should still probably be arrested. And like detained but yeah does that make sense you gotta give a person the benefit of the doubt but if they just keep on showing that was yeah like yeah my wife there's still really such like, a thing as justice okay <laughs> my wife really likes the medias all the medias stuff and one of the things that medias said in one of the things uh, one of the uh movies that we was watching it said he said if somebody shows you who they are believe them and it's like all right so you know if you go up give the person the benefit of the doubt but then if they just keep on continuously acting like a dick they're probably a dick or <laughs> you know it's, it's it's one of those things where you just gotta be you just gotta kind of it's like on an individual basis but i throw this immediately out of the window when i'm on a two-lane highway in arizona and the left lane is the passing lane. <laughs> and you got a slow ass car in the left lane. <laughs> Fuck mercy. Fuck giving the benefit of the doubt. That person needs to be run off the road and yeah. burned alive. God damn wow. it. Wow. <laughs> I feel that, dude. I feel that. In the right lane. <laughs> yeah. Garrison, I think, I think you need counseling. I think you have to rage. I, listen, listen, I fully, like, I understand Garrison because from the backseat of my car, I'll hear, why aren't they going faster? Or yeah. why aren't they moving? Or go, mom. Like, yeah. Nothing. My two year old has rotated. This is me off more than slow drivers in the left lane. Oh my gosh. Or if you're in the right lane and they're turning super slow. Yeah. yeah they or, or when they come to, to a complete oh stop. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Every benefit of the doubt. Stop to turn. Like, every benefit of the doubt. Every. Kind like, thought goes out the window when I'm on the no, road, bro. You are not is, fucking stupid. Stop being a dick. <laughs> my <laughs> biggest, my biggest thing with that is, is I can understand. Like I'll look at where they're turning to see maybe, hey, that might be a deep, you know, in the, in the you know, into the, the curb. I'll be understanding if that's the case. But you'll be turning into just the same level of ground, and you're like, oh, I need to go like two miles an hour. No, yesterday, move, bro. Yes, Come on. Yesterday, me and my husband, um, we were driving around, and we get into this parking lot, and this guy parks his car in the middle of the parking lot, not in a, not in a, not in a, like a, a parking spot, but an actual 
oh my I'm like, gosh. what is this guy doing? And he comes out with like a bipod thing and he like closes his door, locks it. I'm like, this is not a parking spot. What is happening? Whoa. What is, <laughs> hey, what is happening? I do that. I'll spit on his car. It just depends on what car I'm driving. I'm driving my regular everyday driver. I don't care. You know, I park in a regular space, but I'm driving my nice car. No, I'm I'm taking up two spots. I might take up four. I might. That's reasonable. Side. People do that. It's my show. Don't park yeah. next to get away from my yeah. car. And I park on the very back side of the. Yep. Like my wife will get mad because we'll have to walk like three miles to the store to get to the <laughs> store because I park so far away. Like, do not mess my car because people just open the door and just like wow. Oh man. But that's a good point, Chris. It's like they're personally insulted when you try to pass them. They give you the dirtiest look like how dare you? Like yeah. that is the ultimate he says, so like, Which is can't... worse? A slow driver in the fast lane or someone you pass that's going slow and they purposely go faster when you're trying to pass. Well like here's the thing with that though, is like you can't necessarily be petty on the road and that's how you show it. I'm like, yo, yeah. I can out petty you in my yeah. stuff. <laughs> you want if it's a battle you want to choose right now, I'll choose violence. Like let's go. I don't yeah. have my kids uh, in the car. Let's I go. got I got a ticket, so I was coming from my dad's house coming back home and I was on the freeway. I was in a rental car and there's a car beside me, a car behind me and a car in front of me. They had me boxed in, but there's enough space that I might've been able to cut the, you know, the fast lane off. Well, there's a, there's a tow truck and a cop car on the side. So I went to go move over and they wouldn't move over. So I like, I put, I put the pedal down trying to get in front uh, up above and they all sped up together. Aww. And at the last second, at the last second, the car behind me and the car in front of me got over. So I was by myself. So when I was, I tried to speed up Well, the cop pulls me over and I get a ticket for not moving over. And I tried to explain to him, I'm like, how do you not spot the other three cars yeah. that had me yeah. boxed in for almost two and a half miles? Like, I saw you, you were the one two and a half miles ago. Bro. <laughs> yeah, no, he, bro, I don't know why they pull over the fast drivers. Cops should pull over those slow drivers in the left lane. Yes. They cause more accidents than fast drivers. Yes. Oh, I'm convinced. I had, a, <laughs> I had a state trooper tell me, so I, I used to do tires for the state troopers over here. And I had, I was, I looked at the state trooper. I said, okay, what do you prefer? Do you prefer somebody to breach the freeway going at freeway speeds? Or do you want them to slowly progress? And he looks at me, he's like, you better be going the fucking speed limit of the freeway before you hit the freeway. You have Seriously. like a good mile and a half of freeway ramp. You better hit it. I'll tell you the worst thing ever. And me, when I'm out training people for the, for the trash department, cause I, I run the trash department. Um, when people jump in front of you and slam on their brakes. Like you will die. Mm. Like this trash yep. truck weighs 30 tons of, or like 30,000 pounds or whatever of nothing but solid steel. If I hit your little bitty car, it's gonna just crush yep. your little car to a- You're it's done. A good, it's good. Why would you do that? That's what makes me want to think about, get, I can't wait till we get to like Star Wars time, like like actual Star Wars where we got like flying cars and spaceships and shit. So it's like, dude, I just go over here. Like there's a whole space, there's a whole yeah. atmosphere that I can just go over here. Like I don't have to be over here with, behind you, I can just well, go over here. Like it's still, so I grew up, my dad was a trucker. And so I grew up learning the rules of the road and all of that, like the trucker rules. He was also a biker, so I all biker respect, like all of that. It pisses me off when I'm like driving. It's not even me in the truck, in the big rig. But like, I'll be on the freeway and be like, dude, you do realize, like you just cut that truck off. If you need to stop, that truck is going to be inside of you right now. Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna die. You're gonna be oh. breached in ways you don't want to be breached uh, you're, into. You might not be flexible, but you about to be. 
<laughs> okay. Has anybody seen Bird Box? Yes. You know the movie? How they're driving and all of a sudden, like, they see it and they just crash and, like, blow up, right? <laughs> right? Okay. I just keep that in mind. In Arizona, it never rains, okay? It, like, never rains. But when it does, you would think every fucking Arizona driver is, like, in Bird Box. Like, all of a sudden, everybody can't drive anymore. And people are just <laughs> crashing. Or people go 20 miles an hour on the 70-mile-an-hour freeway. Nobody you knows know, how to drive it, in the rain you know, here. It's like Nobody. that here. It's, it's like, like that, that here. here. Because, like, we're used to, like, precipitation and shit falling from the sky and all of that. But <laughs> if there is, but if there is, like, even a slight light sprinkle of water like it doesn't have to be anything intense or anything but everybody loses their mind and nobody knows how to drive so what's a what 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 is an eight minute drive for me to work turns into a 40 minute drive to work oh. in the mornings oh yeah because the bet. second like we got snow two days ago we got some snow mother nature decided to drop a surprise on us bipolar. and it was like it was like the world was ending for these drivers that morning. I'm 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 just driving the speed limit. The roads aren't iced over. The snow melted already. And I'm going, I hit the light, and the car behind me wasn't paying attention for one, but two was already going slow. So he wasn't paying attention and he almost rams into me. I get on the freeway and everybody's going 45 in a 65 mile an hour freeway. Dude, I punch it to 70 every morning. Guys, it is not slick. The road crews were already prepared for this because we'd known it was gonna try and snow for the last week now. I tried snowing three times before this. Like these guys are ready. Fucking go the speed limit. Like I don't have the patience for your stupidity. Oh my yeah. goodness. Oh my goodness. All of a sudden, all those ethics that we talked about go out the window when I'm on the road. <laughs> Accurate. Stupid. All right, back. The ethics okay. I adopt is Darth Vader choking these motherfuckers out. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, <laughs> I don't need to be attacked this early in the morning. <laughs> no, I think with every day, like when it comes to me with work, like I look at work as kind of my piece. You know, I feel like I'm doing something that helps. Like I, I, I pretty much make sprinkler systems at work that go into major corporations that pretty much help prevent fires. <laughs> um, but for some reason, having a welder in that record helmet, like in the in the thumbnail, if you guys would go and look at the thumbnail uh, on the Instagram or the Twitter or the Facebook, that first photo, that's me at work in my helmet. And the amount of peace I have when I put that helmet on, knowing that I'm doing something that is making a slight difference and is helping lives and pretty much just giving safety, it gives a purpose and it just makes me feel kind of not like a clone because I feel like I feel like I work for a major corporation and I have no say, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it gives me kind of like a Jedi peace of mind where I feel like I'm doing a minor influence that will be a, that has a big outcome in the end. And it's the same thing when I come home, like it may be a terrible day at work, but I come home and I look at her and the kids and I just see how lucky I've got it. It could be worse, you know, we could be like on Ryloth where everybody's enslaved or Kashyyyk where everybody was enslaved and killed. Like it's just when, like that's how I like look at things is like, yo, in the Star Wars universe, if we would be the weak planet, if we didn't think individually, like most of these people have like their mindsets on political views or religious views and they really stick to them. But here in America, we're freaking blessed. We should be, we, we're great. We should be grateful for the liberties we get and that we can watch whatever we want and practically almost do it whatever we want. That's not illegal. Um, and if you're doing stuff illegal, don't admit to it. 
Like, don't don't get bullied into admitting to it. Listen, the really? fines for fines for doing stuff illegal is just how much it costs to do illegal stuff. That's not that doesn't warrant. Jeez, <laughs> but no, and I think a lot of it, like even even with sticky situations with the kids, like them visiting their other side of their family. Like, instead of me getting mad and going to a complete rage and wanting to kill everything in sight, I just sit back and think about it. It's like, okay, you signed up for this. This is your life now. This is this was bound to happen either way. The path of least resistance is best. You know, you don't need to be a spectacle or cause a scene. You just be the bigger person and show that at the end of every day, you can be the Jedi instead of the Sith. You can be the peacekeeper or you can be the Hellraiser. Personally, if this was like two years ago, I would have been the Hellraiser. I would have lit everything on fire and not thought twice about <laughs> it. I would have. Like, I was, I don't know, I was in a pretty immature state. But now it's just kind of like, okay, you know, this is the cards that have been dealt in the moment. And it's better to just sit through and see if you get a better hand. And I think, I think the whole Jedi patience thing was kind of what kind of got in my head with that was patience. You know, the force, it will gift you if you're patient. And that's kind of what it's doing right now, you know? Well, that's with me. It's a um, because, you know, dark side has cookies. Um, (laughs) So there's I am extremely petty, extremely petty. And I indulge that a lot more than I probably should. Um, Palpatine. Big daddy pal. Um, Palpatine for president 2024. <laughs> Jesus, I knew it was coming. It went so great the first time. Um, but like that's I my mom also has a lot of help, but in in how I kind of parent, but it's also kind of she goes along the same lines. Yoda doesn't go out and like specifically say things. He like questions you almost. Yes. He's like, okay, is this really what you want to do? Like, I need you to think about it. Like, make good life choices here. Um And that's, I take, especially with my parenting, like I take kind of a, not a hands-off approach, but uh, learn from your, learn from the choices you get. Like I, I give Phoenix choices. I give, I give her choices. Like, okay, well, if you do this, then you don't get to do this. Um, The Sith deals an absolute, that makes sense. She actually brought it up when we were coming home from school the other day um, because I told her, I was like, okay, Phoenix, if you choose to take off your shoes in the car, you choose to lose your cartoons when you get home. And that was like two weeks ago. And when I was picking her up from school yesterday, she said something about her socks. And I was like, are you taking your shoes off? And she says, no, because I don't get cartoons if I do. It's like, okay, neat. Um, We still don't get cartoons. We're playing Lego. (laughs) But uh, that's... Uh, patience because like CJ said like I was a very violent person right out the gate like I would punch first ask questions later and I knew she was hot (laughs) and uh, (laughs) that was I mean I still choose violence when need be but I also take a I I take a step back and it's like okay well there's other ways to go about this and she still punches things what are you talking about and Shut up. And so that's patience is kind of a thing. And Star Wars and my mom has a lot to do with that because I watch my mom and the first thing I think when she says most things like yesterday, I was was like, oh my God, my mom is Yoda. She's just, she's short 
she has some sort of like she has knee issues so she kind of has a slight little limp sometimes she just isn't green <laughs> but the way so and i've experienced this and i can attest to her mother here it's like she'll call her because she's having like some doubts or a question and instead of being like hey this is what you need to do this woman will go out of her way to make a question even a bigger question and that question even bigger to the point where I'm sitting there after the phone call thinking about everything I did that day and how the one judgment call I need to make was wrong. And I came to that conclusion by myself just by her questions. And it was like, all right, that's some Yoda Jedi mind shit. Cause I, I wasn't doubting myself until you made me do that. <laughs> and I, I think it's good though. So Kim, what would you think? What would you think as how changed you as a person, how Star Wars? So it kind of took me a minute to think if it had changed me, because um, I could go back to, you know, when I was in the military, I, I wanted, I joined because I wanted to protect people. I wanted to fight for my country and do all that stuff. Um, so when I got out, I didn't have a purpose anymore. I did, I had nothing. I was, I was broken, I was injured, I had nothing. Um, and it hit me really hard. Like it hit me, it hit me pretty hard. Like I, my depression got really bad. My anxiety got really bad. Um, but once I was introduced to Star Wars, it kind of, I don't know, it almost like it brought me back. It brought me back to having, being happy, having happy moments in my life. Um, and even though I was no longer a soldier, there was still stuff I was gonna fight for. There was still stuff I was gonna do. Um, so it's just, it's not so much how it's changed me, but more of, how it's repaired me um, since really falling and you know dealing with depression and stuff. Once I got out of the military, uh, my patience with my kids is is pretty good <laughs> compared to like my husband has no patience at all. Like he cannot stand crying. I'm like you need to you need to tune out the crying. You need to not give them what they want on a constant basis. I like I could sit there and argue with my two year old on why he's not getting something, you know what I mean? So I, I could say that my patience, it has affected my patience. I have gotten better with that. Um, and as far as I got into meditation, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, that might help. It did, you know, it's just more so how it fixed me. It fixed me, so. It's, I resonate with that. I enlisted and was not able to go because of, or well, I got told to that I was done because of my knee. Yep, it's hard. Yeah, and that's, I, I, that was my life plan since I was, I come from a very strong military family. And so that was my life plan for forever. Um, and so it was very hard to come out of that. And then um, I never thought that I would have kids. And then I got pregnant with Phoenix, my oldest, and I panicked very much so. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Um, their dad had left me for a short period of time after I found out, we found out that I was pregnant um, and it was a lot of how am I gonna do this? What am I gonna do? And it was, you know, it'll work itself out. Don't stress over it. I, you need to take a step back. You need to release that control that you think that you always need and it will, it will work out. Like um, some, my mom, she said it was God's way of telling me I needed to make changes with my life. I prefer to use the force and just say that the force was flowing through me and told me that it needed to do something. I needed to do something else with my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was, yeah, like it's, which it works because there's a lot of parallels in my mother's religion and how the force is looked at in Star Wars. So it, 
Alps, which I think is a main reason my mom likes Star Wars so much. Okay, this seems like a good place to hear from today's sponsor. Are you having trouble keeping up with your little bundle of joy? Then you are in luck. Galactic droids have some of the best nanny droids that money can buy. And the best part is they are cheap. Why are they so cheap? Because after the Clone Wars came to an end, they bought all of the battle droids and refurbished them. Now instead of being programmed for war, they are programmed to love. So stop by Galactic Droids and pick up your child's new nanny droid today. Galactic Droids takes no responsibility for droids that maim, kill, or molest any of your children. Buy at your own risk. Yeah, and with the whole religion aspect, I think the prequels taught me something too. Because I grew up super religious, but in the prequels, like I feel like there's this theme of like the Jedi Council is very strict about the rules of the Jedi, like how you have to follow the rules, and that's the most important. And like Qui Gon has a little bit of pushback with that, where it's more like, yes. you no, know, you follow the Force. We're about protecting people. We don't. It's not about all these little rules. While sometimes the rules might be good. Like, Sometimes it's not about following them. the rules. Yeah, it's exactly. not about following the rules. It's about doing like a higher purpose. It's about serving the better good. And sometimes the rules prevent you from doing that. And so for me, growing up in a really kind of strict religion, um, that input, that really stuck out to me. It's like, yeah, okay, some religious rules or religious ideals are important and people hold them very important. And that's a good thing. But sometimes there's more important things than just rules. You know what I mean? It's more about love and compassion and being a good person and being kind to everyone around you that can kind of be more important than the rules sometimes. Well, that's, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's CJ and I actually got into a conversation about this because religion got brought up at the house and it got turned into Star Wars and all of that because um, I consider myself spiritual, not religious. Mm -hmm. I grew up in church. My mom was very strict about it, all of that. Um, but I kind of resonated um, because everybody, like all of the Jedi's talk about the force and it is, a, it, it's, a, it's a being that, you know, flows through everybody and everything, even if you don't have a high count, like it's always there, it's always with you, all of that. And I am spiritual. I believe that there is a higher power out there, something. Um, but I also believe in science. Like I believe the Big Bang happened. Um, but in order for the Big Bang to happen, there had to be an outside force because science has taught us that. Um, and that's, it got brought up because nobody talked about the mitochlorians. Except, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't speak, leave me alone. Um, except Jin. And he broke it down to like a science thing almost. And I was like, yo, like, I love him for that because it is a spiritual thing, but at the same time, it's also a scientific thing. Like you have a specific count, like there is these tiny little organisms that are inside of you, like all of that. And he broke it down into a scientific term with, or scientific, yeah, term without yeah. breaking that religion because the religion is still there, but there's a little bit of science to it. And so I really, really resonated with that. And um, like, it didn't mean that he believed in it any less. In fact, it might've, it, it, that might've been his way of fully believing in it and being like, no, this is how I perceive it. This is how I believe it. And that's kind of comforting to know that you have control over it instead of a being that's always in control and it's flowing right. through you and telling you what to do. Like, no, you have to be one with it. You have to listen to it, but you are also in control. Yeah, I think it's more like where you put your focus. And I don't want to like beat this dead horse, but like 
it's like our is your focus on like the rules of religion that are stagnant and don't change and are just intolerant and kind of mean sometimes or is your focus on like the higher power that you believe in and how what like the ideals that he really wants you to or he or she whatever you believe in wants you to adopt and the kind of person that you want to be so i don't know that's yeah. something that's always stuck out to me so my favorite bible verse in that i've ever read was matthews 7 20 uh, 21 through 23 because it says on that day i will come to you and or on that day you will come to me and say lord lord did i not prophesy in your name did i not cast out demons in your name and on that day, he will tell them, away from me, you evildoer, I never knew. And the reason that that set with me so much is because, you know, people think that your deeds and all these things have something to do with that. We all have these right. abilities. If you, you go off the doctrine of Christianity, Christianity says we're a child of a God. So if you're a child of a God, you have the abilities of that God. Just like, you know, Thor had abilities, just like, you know, different characters in throughout history have had the same characteristics as, as their parent. So you can heal the sick, you can do these things, you can walk on water just like Jesus did, and you can do all these things. But if you don't have a relationship with him, if you're not in tune with him, none of that shit matters. It just, it just is pointless. So it's not so much, and I think Star Wars kind of brought that into reality because it's like, you're strong, your strength with the force is your connection with the force. Like, do you connect with the force? Are you using a force? Are you? Are you in balance with that force? Or are you just running around doing whatever you want to do? And the people that came into true balance with the force was more powerful. You got Yoda, you got, you know. I think the person, the person I immediately think of is Chirrut from Rogue One. He didn't have force abilities. He didn't, he wasn't one. And he was personally one with the force, but he did not have the force flowing through him like most Jedis and Sith do. But he still sat there and learned about the Jedi, learned about the force, learned about all these things and took it as that could be me if I believed hard enough. The, the If I let the force will it, it will happen. And that, that, that's a lot of things I like. I grew up in a very, very Irish Catholic house. We were very strict in my household about it and love the helmet. Sorry, not excited, but um, no, it's just, it was the the fact of like, hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to say. This is how you need to approach it. Instead of like Qui-Gon and Chirrut and a lot of these, like Quinlan Voss was another prime example of just letting the force will its way through and the force will tell me what it needs from me. The same thing with a lot of the religions nowadays. Instead of having somebody tell you what you need to do in that aspect of the religion, look, I'm not bashing people that will do that because trust me, you will do what you want to do with your own religion in your own life. And I encourage that. Do what makes you feel good about that. But at the same time, don't let it control you. Don't let it be such a mind manipulation to the point where you you have to do that because he said so. I heard that in church or I heard that at a a meeting and I have to do that. No, take it as you will, approach it the way you want to and let it go. That's, These are the things. They're not, I, okay. So there's certain things that in religion that are, that were created because like, so you got the Torah, you got the Quran, you got the Bible. That's probably your three biggest religions there. Book of Mormon. The, Buddha. Um, the Book of Mormons is still, it's just an off branch of Christianity. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a book after but the New Testament. The thing about it is, the things that they're teaching you in there is to keep you safe. These are just good, 
common sense stuff. If you eat pork, pork is bad for you. We all know that. Like the whole world knows that, but people still eat pork. It's just a choice that you can, you have to make. That's why you have free will. But it doesn't make it good for you. These are just suggestions like, all right, don't do this because bad things are going to happen to you. If you do these things, bad things will happen to you. If you eat pork your whole life, you're probably going to die sooner than you would have if you didn't eat pork. That's just, that, and science has proven that. If you go out and kill somebody, you're going to end up in prison or dead. You know, if you if you lie all the time, nobody's going to believe you. You know, if you're sleeping with your neighbor's wife, somebody, he's probably going to kill you. You know, these are all these, these things are these rules that, that religion has set. It's basically some wise people were sitting down. They said, hey, if you do these things, bad things is going to happen to you. Yeah, common sense. So, yeah. and the force is the same way. The Jedi were the same way, the Sith were the same way. It's like, all right, if you do this, you will gain these things. If you do this, you will you, you will lose these things. So when you look at it in that point of view, all the forces is of religion. That's all it is based upon. And George Lucas based it upon the religions that he studied around the world. And cause they all say the exact same thing. I've studied all of them. They all say the exact same thing. Be good mm-hmm. to people. Don't, you know, don't do bad stuff. Don't do this. Now who God is or whatever, the force or whatever, that's all up in the air, but nobody knows. But there is things that is, um, that is that I've seen in my life that is like, holy crap, how did that even happen? And it's something is doing one way or another. You know, if it's a God, if it's just, you know, the forces of nature and energy and goodness and whatever, whatever it is, the force, whatever you want to call it. But these all teach you, teach all these lessons that the Jedi were teaching them. And I mean, we see how they worked out. I mean, we see them in the movie, you know, do not fall in love with somebody. Do not have attachments because you can't serve the greater good if you're attached to one thing because you'll always be fearful of losing that thing. You know, don't get angry and start chopping people up and doing this stuff because it's pretty sure it's a bad thing and it's not going to work out too well for you. You know, nowadays you do that in our world, you go to prison or you get killed. You know, so all these things is principles on just living and, and having good ethics, having good morals. That's what and my that's the biggest says. thing. That's what we have to look like, look at in, in the whole of the, of the story. Yeah. A lot of what hope, you know, a lot of the fundamentals that you will find in any religion, you find in Star Wars because that's where they, they took them because they're, they just make sense. It's just wise people saying wise things. Like, you know, if you go over here and mess with this snake, you're going to get bit or this dog or, you know, whatever. It's just common sense things. But in a time that these, th- these things were created, times were very simple. All George Lucas did was try to make it appliable to the time when he was putting out the movie. How does this apply to the world that is going on? People are losing these fundamentals. They're losing these morals. Let me put them in the movie. And it creates a whole new thing. It it creates a whole new orchestra of why these things, these principles are important. And that's basically all that he did. And he called it the force. He called it the Jedi. He called it the Sith. Because even the Sith philosophy, you know, still applies to this day. You take any person and you apply the Sith philosophies to life. Mm -hmm. You are going to be successful because that it projects successfulness you have to go out there and get it hey ain't nobody just gonna give it to you you have to go out there you have to be strong you can't let your passions interfere with you you just have to be passionate about what you're doing so both of the principles even a gay the 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 not gay sorry everybody the gray jedi code teaches you about balance how to balance your life how to balance your you know your your family your job your this your that you know all these things are important because these are all fundamental things they have been taught from philosophy for years and years and years and years. And that's all that Star Wars has done for the world. 
The Star Wars gave back religion in a certain sense of looking at it a different point of view. You know what I'm saying? Look at how it still applies to no matter what situation that it is. People say that the Bible is the living word of God. Muslims say the Quran is the living word of Allah. Same God. It's the living word about practicalities and fundamentals that you have to live by if you want your life to be okay. You want to go against the grain? There's consequences. That's all it is. And that's what he showed. Anakin, when against the grain, there was consequences. He lost his kid, he lost his wife. This is the consequences of going against the grain, of going against what the practicalities of being a good person. That's all it is. Well, really that's also like in a along with that, like um when Obi was thrown into the role of becoming um Anakin's master, like Jin died very abruptly and Obi wasn't, he wasn't prepared for that. He wasn't, he wasn't, well, he didn't feel like he was in, enough. He didn't, he, there was a lot of doubt and you can see it, you can hear it, all of that. He was not prepared. He was not ready. He did not feel ready, but at the same time, he knew that that's what he needed to do. It was his time to step up because his master was now gone. And that was like, you were put into situations every day where you were not prepared for it, not at all. Whether it be um, a new attitude with your kid that they decide to pull out that day or a situation you get pulled over or you get uh, served papers, you get, there's a death in your family. Like you, you can never prepare yourself for that. You may think that you're prepared, but it's always gonna hit and you're gonna be like, well, shit, what do I do now? Like, you're gonna be like, I, th I thought I was prepared for this, but I am obviously not. This is nothing what I thought it was gonna be. And that's, you just have to follow kind of, uh, Obi jumped into that spot. He was like, yo, like this is, you know, everybody else kind of has faith in my abilities and all of that. And I need to have that faith in myself. And that's, life gives you, life throws terrible things at you and you have to, you know, some people say it's God testing you. Some people say, you know, it's you give what you take, all of that. Um, but it, it all comes down to the same thing where you, it's an opportunity for you to um, gain that confidence in yourself. That's, I became a single mom. I became a single mom before you. And no way. What? <laughs> Impossible. You just looked like you were all offended there for a second. No. What? Well, I, was listening. I, be I became a single mom and I panicked. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I have one income. I have a house that I have to take care of. I have two kids that I have to take care of. I am not prepared for this. I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I called my mom several times, just bawling my eyes out because I was so overwhelmed. And I did not know how I was going to do this. And here I am. I still have my two kids. They're still alive. I, I saved the day. <laughs> I'll take that. They're still alive, which is an awesome feat in its own, because they both like to jump off of things and do the sketchiest things arm drop. ever. Oh, I yeah. saw Cass the other day arm drop the stuffed animals. Like he mm -hmm. was like sitting there in the pile of stuffed animals. He did the people's elbow on the big teddy bear. He just went right into it and just didn't care. I, my children are still alive. They are well fed. They are taken care of. I have CJ who helps so much in parenting and stuff around the house. I guess. After I ask him 14 different times for stuff around the house. Um, but that's, 
becoming a single mom was my test that I had to do to prove to myself what everybody else was telling me. Everybody was already telling me that I was a great mom, that I had this handled, that I was able to do this. And I had that doubt in myself. Mm -hmm. Well, I became a single mom. I don't have that doubt anymore. I know I'm a great mom. I know that I don't need CJ, but I want him around. I can do it on my own. Like, Well, one of the biggest things is you don't ever learn in life from your successes. You learn mm -hmm. from your mistakes. Learn from troubleship and hard things that you go through. That's what you actually learn from because them is the things that you remember. You don't remember the easy time where it just the stuff just went by all E and all that. And you can see that mm -hmm. within the Star Wars movies. They wasn't learning from, you know, they blew up the Death Star. Oh, great success. They built another Death Star. Like, oh crap, man, it's another damn obstacle. You know, and then they had to figure it out and they got to keep figuring out things until it comes to the end. They had to figure things out and they figured things out because it was hard. They didn't figure it out because it was easy. If it was easy, they wouldn't have figured nothing out. And then it would have just been, boom, Death Star blew up, done, movie over. We didn't get 11, 10 other films. You know, they, they, they had to show the progression of things in life. And life is not an easy task. Trust me, being 44 years old, every time I turn around to something new, like, God, man, ain't it done, man? Jesus, <laughs> like, why is it ever going to get easier? Like, it just doesn't. And that's how what Star Wars kind of shows. And George was kind of showing us that during the progression of Star Wars, he kind of showed us just because you think things is over doesn't mean things is over. Something else is going to pop up. There's going to be more obstacles. Look how many obstacles he went through just to make the move. God, that man went through so many obstacles. Couldn't get the money, couldn't get the funny, couldn't get, didn't nobody believe in his project. Didn't, you know, just all kinds of obstacles. And then it was one of the biggest things ever made in the history of entertainment. But that all came from trial and error and working and just and struggling you know just look at history of america i mean it's just it's been nothing but a struggle since the beginning mm -hmm. all we and we're still struggling because no nobody there's no textbook that tells you how to do all this stuff there's no textbook to tell you how to live your life that just I've got looked every answer <laughs> you know it just because different things apply to different things even the Bible, it can teach you the fundamentals, you know, and things to do to be a good person and all that stuff, but the situations change. You know, Star Wars can teach us so much, you know, especially like in the Clone Wars, every single episode of the Clone Wars had a, like a, a moral background to it, something that it could teach you that you could utilize in life. And you're sitting back like, okay, oh, I, I should have used that on this situation, but that situation is already over. You already figured it out but it helps you in the next situation. It might apply to the same way. That's the greatest thing about Star Wars is how much Star Wars is there to teach us about, you know, fundamentals, about uh, philosophy, about how to handle things in life. And I don't view a lot of people look at it as like, oh, this is just entertaining. It was nice to watch. Did you understand what the, what the, the that underlying backgrounds, uh, moral or meaning was teaching you in this, in this episode? or this or this movie and that's what you gotta look at that's why look at the name of it a new hope there's always hope you know the whole franchise is based on hope there's bad stuff gonna happen to you keep hope faith if you listen to yoda there's no try you either do it because faith is doing faith is an action it's not something oh i got faith so i'm going to heaven type thing i got faith the force is gonna figure it out for me no you still gotta act upon that faith and that's all it is and that's what I george did so much a teaching us. Now, I ain't gonna say Disney because all they did is remake the first three movies. <laughs> um, the stuff that they taught us. But even if you go into like the Mandalorian, look at all the things like this is a hardened man. He captures, gets his bounty, never fails. And then he gets stuck with this kid. 
Like, okay, what am I gonna do? At first, he don't even like the kid. Like, I'm just finding somebody to pawn him off on. Then he grows attached to the kid because he, he starts to love the child. And then there ain't nothing in the world that's gonna stop him from protecting this child. It broke his heart for Luke to take him. And then it, you've seen it in the book of Ophet. That dude, you could see his facial expression through the helmet because he was smiling from ear to ear. Especially when, especially when Grogu jumped into his lap and like hugged him. Like you heard his voice. It was so like, it was, it was just like that. Like when you have a bad day and your kid walks up to you and just randomly hugs you and it just makes everything go away. It was that moment for Mando. It was like, God, this shit is heavy. And then Grogu appears and jumps in his lap. He's like, God, no matter how bad shit gets, he he has made it so much easier. And it's the same thing. Conditional love. Yeah, and it's the same. Have. It's the same thing with the kids. You know, I'll have a shitty day, and Cass, he just started walking. He'll walk up and just hug my leg randomly, and it just was like, God damn, I don't care how bad the day was. I came home to this. Or or Phoenix will randomly, I love you. I love you know what? I love you too. And it's it's stuff like that, and and I love that. I'm glad Disney kind of got some people from Lucasfilm that had worked closely with George and understood that, like. The fact that they brought Dave in and Dave taught John stuff and Dave taught all these writers things like Bryce Dallas Howard and Taika Waititi and all these guys that no matter how bad life gets or how hard things may be in that moment, if you have faith, you have hope and you just trust in the force or your religion of choice, it will get better. And I love that. But on a different note, because we've been really getting on that one note, what's the one thing you guys do that's so friggin' Star Wars in everyday actions? What do I do every day that has to like that? Just like that it ties into like your Star Wars thing. Like if you like with me, I walk through a sliding door and I wave my hand ever so slightly. That's like, what I was yeah. gonna say. You took mine. Um, <laughs> I do that, but I'll. I, I, I utilize Star Wars speech in a lot of things. <laughs> like I will say hello there to everybody. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> I just I don't know why I do it. I just do it. Um, when somebody says I was trying to do it, like don't try to do it, just do it. You know why are you trying? You know just do it. Like one of the guys at work will be like, I tried to I tried to get the truck in there, and I'm like, don't try, just do it. Like if you can't do it, don't do it at all. There isn't no try. It's either do or do not. You know don't don't worry about it. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing I do. I utilize a lot of the Star Wars, a, I do too. a lot of the sayings. I yeah, I do too. Yeah, I there was same here. Um, that's you when he was still doing tires. Um, towards the end, it was just horrible, and they had somebody from corporate. His boss was out of town on vacation, and they had somebody from corporate come down to the shop and fire ass and act as act as shop boss. Um, and I was getting calls like three times a day. Bib, I just want to punch him. I want to I want to punch him. He's a little guy. I just want to punch him like he is so short. Like, I just want to drop kick him like oh, I bully. so many things. <laughs> bully. He was the bully. He pulled me. He pulls me aside and calls me a fucking retard so loud that nobody, nobody that had a truck in the shop would let me touch their truck after that because he is so well known in that community that nobody wanted me to touch their semi. And it, I got yelled at for 45 minutes that I wasn't doing anything. And I finally was like, you know what? Screw this. My grandfather always told me, you will bend, you do not bend your knee for anybody. You will always find another job, but this job has taken so much away from you. You haven't been able to do this, 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 and this. Find a job where it will, gives you that balance. And I, my eyes got big. I walked up to him and said, I quit. And that two days later, I went to Vegas for the uh, APA Billiards World Championship, came home, 
got a new job, got obviously a new girlfriend and kids and a whole new different life. And I've went through three jobs because of that just mindset of I need that balance. But I also need to understand that you're nobody's slave. You don't have to work. You're a slave to the United States government. Why are we getting like this? No, I meant like as in you can choose what kind of job you want. You can take whatever you want job wise, whether it's an entry level or it's something you have experience in and you can run with it. The best thing I know is, hey, I know how to weld. I know how to do tires. I know how to do this, this, this and this. Okay, I'm gonna look these jobs up and I'm gonna go work for a company. And if I get the same treatment, I'll either go or I'll let them fire me. I've let two jobs fire me and I just smile. It's like, whatever. There's going to be a company that appreciates me. That's one of the things that I've always done with everything that I've done in my life. And I don't know where I got it from. I might've got it from Star Wars. I might've got it from my dad. I don't know, but I always strive to be the best at whatever I do. I want to be better than everybody else. Like no matter if I go work at McDonald's, I'm going to be the best hamburger flipper on the planet. Like they're gonna have, they're gonna have videos about me flipping hamburgers. I'm You're gonna be the instruction, the guy in the instructions from the 90s videos. It's just oh. a principle I don't like nobody to be better than. Mm-hmm. I, 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 like if I know that somebody is better than me at doing a job, I'm gonna work a hundred times harder to make sure that I become better. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I feel that. But I, just, I, I can't, I cannot accept being mediocre. I cannot. That mm-hmm. to me, accepting mediocreness is like dying. You might as well be dead if you're just gonna sit back and say, oh, it's okay, I'm just gonna do whatever. I'm just gonna do whatever. No, nah, I can't do that. It's even like now, you know, I still get on the back of the truck and I'll I'll throw some of these young guys. I'm 44 years old and I possibly got MS and my body is jacked up and I'll still out throw them. And they're like, how do you do that? Like, how can you do that? Cause I just, my will will not allow me to run up from my mind. I I just can't be outdone. It just, I don't know what it is. Well, that's when, so yeah, like as that was a big thing was he was calling me and I was like, okay, you need to relax, bite your tongue because it'll figure itself out. You still have a full day of work to do. It is nine o'clock in the morning. Like you have to be there anyway. I don't have to be anywhere. I chose to be there. Don't. (laughs) They called me and begged me back. Don't, okay, (laughs) (laughs) That's, don't, don't make it worse. Like put, put yourself in your own little world and just, you know what you have to do. Just do what you need to do. He's gonna talk, let him talk. And that was, I was always getting told, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. And I was, I straight up, I was like, I was like, do or do not. There is no trying. He's like, don't you use my nerdiness against me. And he was getting mad. (laughs) She would, she abused the hell out of that term. She would, oh, did Obi-Wan just try it? Or did he do it? Because look at what he's done. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need you to do this to me right now. (laughs) I need you to sympathize. And so I use, I use a lot of, of that where, and, and occasionally, you know, I'll do the stupid, like he'll ask me to grab something and I'll just stick my hand out and be like, no, it's going to come to me. And then my daughter picks up on what I'm doing and so she'll grab it and give it to me and like, oh, look at that. Um, <laughs> Very but- aggravating because she doesn't do that for me. One, of the, I think another thing that I do when I do get angry, like I do not take it out on the people around. I'm like Kylo Ren. I just go in one room and just tear up everything in the room and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't do 
I don't get angry at people no more. Like I tear up my office all the time at work because I'm like, idiots do not know what you're doing. Like I, this is not that hard. You're throwing some trash bags in the back of a truck. How the hell do you mess that up? But you know, people figure out a way to mess it up. So I'll get angry. I'll go in my office, throw everything on the desk, on the floor. And then I look at it and then I'm like, damn, now I got to pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> right. I used to be the Kyle where I would, how I, 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 not, not the Kyle, not the Kyle. I mean, I'm sorry, I had to look at her. I was hoping she would catch it. No, Probably. I mean, like, when I, I mean, was younger, like, when I was younger, yeah, I was not a good person. I was. I meant like the person. monster drinking, drywall pit punching. viper wearing, drywall punching Kyle, where I would get mad and. I did all that stuff. That's how I, <laughs> I, it has been, it has been very, very difficult. And it's been a very fun adventure. Um, getting myself to not react because when I get hurt, I don't cry when I get, when I feel pain, it's, I immediately shoot to anger, um, all of that. So I would punch things. I have broken my hands so many times that I can't even count. Like I stopped going to the hospital for it because I was like, eh, I'll wrap it. Um, and that's, I used to be that I'm going to punch everything because that's how I get my anger out. And it took me so long to be able to be like, okay, did that really help? Like now you're going to have to sit there and cut out a piece of that drywall and replaster and redo all of this, repaint it because you know, your mom's going to see this. She's not going to be enthused. You're going to die. Um, like all of that, like it was kind of that, that um, my best friend actually brought me, brought it into me and he was a uh, choice theory where um, you can't control what other people do, but you do control what you choose to do about the situation. And that's all that choice theory is really about is your choices after the fact. And you know, CJ doesn't take out the trash after the third time that I that I ask him. I could either get extremely, extremely mad, but that's not gonna change the fact that the trash didn't get taken out. Okay. I might yell at him and- To the bed and then throw some hot water on him while he's sleeping. Right, like I could <laughs> yell at him. Did you just say, sew me to the bed? Yes. <laughs> okay, so my favorite thing with this is, so when I first met Tori, she was the party girl. She was drunk a lot and she was hanging out with everybody. I was a raging alcoholic at 15, so I don't really drink it. But not the point. That's not part of the story. So when I met her, she was that party girl. She was that tough, no nonsense. I'll knock you out if you say something stupid. Kind of Throw stuff. you into the wall over. Yeah. yeah pickles. Just she was more action than thinking about, you know, what was going to happen after that. And then I just, at first I was like, I don't know if I can kick it with this one. Like this was seven years ago when I met her. Years later, so the last time I saw her, she was drunk and belligerent and with the father of her children. Her Ready to fight everything and everyone. And I had a mindset of, I don't want to be around a person like that. I, I, you know, I'm not that person anymore. And then it turned into, what, five years later, it turned into- Me holding my daughter. And not knowing that she, like I knew she had kids, but I didn't know she had two kids. and I didn't know that she had went through all this struggle and all this pain and all that. And then like, it, the, the thing was, is like with the Jedi, the Jedi are very, the Sith are bad. They can't come back and all these things and they're yada, 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 yada. And it turned into that of like, okay, well, Quinlan Voss went to the dark side. Revan went to the dark side. All these guys went to the dark side, but they found a way to come back to the light and be one with the force and do all these things. And 
I kind of looked at it in that aspect of like, hey, Revan was bad. Revan was stupid bad. Like, oh boy, be like really dark. But he came back and he, be, you know, he was not welcomed back because, you know, the Jedi aren't very welcoming in that aspect. But everybody can come back from that dark moment. Darth Vader's a prime example of that. And that's just how I looked at it. And it was, it was different. It gave me a new perspective. And it was the same thing with me. I had problems. I was very dark. I was very broody. I was very just... I don't care, get out of my way. And now I'm a lot better than that. I mean, I can't say I'm fully 100% on the light side, but I can't say that I was that dark side user a year ago or two years ago. And it was, it's, I think everybody's been through that. It's just whether you have the willpower to come back from that. Like things can make you dark and make you hate life and make you turn against your friends or your family and whether you choose to reconcile with those and just be like well screw it i already i'm already this far but just keep going or be like hey man i need to apologize and i need to fix this you know i missed that person or i missed this part of my life and come back to the light all right you guys ready for the what if i think we yeah what if? This whole ethics thing yes. to the, like the desk yeah. okay it only takes one decision to decide the direction of the galaxy a decision that will influence the outcome. But if that decision went the other way, reality as we know it would change forever. The galaxy would be on a different course. Things that have happened would cease to exist. A new narrative would be etched into creation. So we are going to analyze those other possibilities. When we ask, what if? Okay, before y'all say it, this one's pretty dark. Okay. <laughs> I just talked about dark and white stuff. Sorry. Grogu in the face at the end of season one. How do you think how do you think things would have went different? Wait, so, so I missed the first part. Say it again. Say it again. Okay. What if Mando at the end of season one would have just shot Grogu in the face? That <laughs> just done it. Oh my god. It changed the rest of the season. How would it change season two? How I don't like this one at all. You would have had a massive drop-off. I feel like most of the people like Oh, one hundred percent. Like half the people that watched it were actual Star Wars fans. The other half were like the girlfriends of the Star Wars fans who just like to watch baby Grogu because he was cute. <laughs> Holy flip. Man, it would have gone full bad guy. He would have been the Boba Fett that we wanted. Yeah. Uh, I can't put my mind around this. Oh, God. I know. That's oh, dark, dude. That was dark. Fly, because I didn't have nothing. I ain't going to lie. I didn't have Well, that's... Book of, so, Book of Boba Fett, like, he was out... Like, they were outnumbered, like, all of that. And then Grogu came and kind of, like, gave him that second wind, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Gave him that second wind. Like, I don't think... I, I mean, they might have pulled it out of their booty holes in that last huge fight, but I think that a big strive for Mando's like second wind was Grogu showing up um, and he didn't give up because he was there and he had to protect him. Like there's, I don't think that he would have been able to continue on with that fight. Or being that character. Yeah, or, or be the same, he would have gone dark. Because oh Grogu was he he broke the he broke the code for him. Like I just I can't process wow, Kyle. Wow. <laughs> I mean Okay, the reason I came up with this question because it shows how the ethics in Star Wars works. Yeah. Because when Mando found the kid, it completely changed who he was. Right. He became a dad, pretty much. He became basically. a dad, a father figure. 
Yep. You know, he cared about things. He started caring about other people. You know, he started helping other people instead of just going out for the bounty. Yeah, it changed him. So it completely changed him. And that's how Star Wars ethics changes people. Now, my personal thought is that they would have just had a badass bounty hunter series that would have just right. been him going after different characters um, and going after the bounty every time. And it would have just got harder and harder and harder to do it. But it would have been awesome to watch. That's what my personal thought is. He would have became like Boba. I mean, you know, or at least how we saw him when he was working for the Empire and stuff. I honestly, I don't think, I don't think Mando was gonna, like, like we saw in season one, Mando wasn't gonna shoot it. I think it was IG. I think the question should have been more of what if Mando just walked away? Like, what if he would have just been like, no, you do what you please. And like, just was like, Deuce is cold hearted. I think he would have just stayed the same character. We would have just been curious and thought, what if he would have saved the little baby Yoda at that time that everybody was calling him that? Which was aggravating uh-huh. still. But I think Yoda, he still would have. Baby Yoda, baby Yoda, baby Yoda. I still call him. I Man, you go out of your way to. You guys, uh, everybody says that. And it's like, it's Grogu. That was Ahsoka that told us. Two I say both. I say both. But no, I think. I don't think it would have made him dark because he would have just let the IG unit do his job and they would have split the bounty. He would have went on his way. He wouldn't that's, have, that, you know, got the, the dark question. saber. Going off the topic of the question. The question was what if Mando. <laughs> shot Grogu in the face. Uh, fine. If Mando shot him in the face, I don't think it would have changed him. I think it would have just been like, okay, turn the body in, do what I need to do. Cause like, but like the like, thing, it wasn't a lot. He had to catch him alive, Bounty. So if he would have just shot him, cause they right. needed his, they needed him alive to test for the Metachlorians, test why he got the force and everything yeah. and all that stuff. So what the Empire have came after him or the new, the, oh, maybe. the first order. Well, the client, order. the client stated, it's more you get more money or more Beskar if you bring him in yeah. alive. I understand bounty hunting is a complicated profession. You know, you don't have to shoot a baby. Or yeah, no, a baby. No, no, you don't have 50 to. Years old. Yeah, we you could have just shut the container. Better. You could have just shut the container and kept it locked. Like there's a lock button on that. Like you could have just shut been. it and gone. I think it would have made him turn dark because if you could shoot a baby in the face, you're already dark. Especially with how cute Grogu is. The fact that you can look at those big eyes and just put a round in his head uh, and call it a day. Man. I'm like to shoot a puppy. You know what I'm saying? You got a person to shoot a puppy. Like a full grown dog, yeah, that's trying to attack you. You can shoot that. But a puppy just sitting there being so cute and you just pull out a gun and shoot it in the face, you got to be a ruthless bastard to do some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next level stuff. Uh, that was difficult. I, I don't like that I, question. Kyle. I don't either. Damn you, Kyle. That's my feeling. You ruined my before Easter day, okay? Everything is supposed to be like, happy Easter. Brace Easter. Happy Easter from Lightsaber Radio. I forgot all about that. I was going to say something about it earlier, but I completely forgot. See, that's I what st- happens when you get whatever I got. I still can't process that, Kyle. That is just... That's got me messed up. I don't want to think about Mando just putting around in his head and calling it a good day. Yeah, just shooting that thing right there in the face. That would be good to shoot for target practice. No, he's too cute. For the listeners, she's got this big plushy Grogu pillow. Shoot it. (laughs) Hey, now, okay, Kim, I got a question for you. Yeah. What, 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 what did you carry when you was in um, Afghanistan? Um, I had a couple, yeah, I have a couple, I had a couple different weapon systems. So I had that M4, I had M9, which is, you know, your pistol or whatever. And then I had a 249, um, (laughs) but I shot mostly with the 249. Now, wouldn't it have been fun to shoot that baby Grogu stuff pillow with that? To shoot it with that. Poof. 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 
It's a lot of stuffing everywhere. You can't say it would have been fun. It'd have been way better than shooting a stupid target. No. <sighs> you're hurting my feelings, okay? I was gonna say, you're gonna make her cry. <laughs> I wanna shoot it with a rocket launcher just because it would be hilarious. Unthinkable. <laughs> There's a lot of things I want to shoot with a rocket launcher just to say that I shot something with a rocket launcher. Baby Baby Yoda is not one of them. I know. I mean, I think it would be fun though, because like if you look at how plushy it is, I bet you when you put a round through it, it just poof through the back of it. <laughs> There's another one. One of the shows that I like to watch a lot on YouTube is Film Right, and they took some giant stuff animal pillows like giant these things were huge and they shot it with a uh with a tank and it was blowing them up with a tank it was like the awesomest thing ever i was i was so enthralled by this. oh my god i'm shooting these big stuffed animals with a tank it was one of the greatest episodes ever i think that's what made a big on, on youtube because i was like this is the greatest thing ever that's... just watched them they just explode and the stuffing would fly everywhere it was like dude this is awesome it's just the explanation to your child of where'd my teddy bear go that's yeah. what I dread. Along the same lines, like I watch. There's I can't remember what their names their names are, um, but there's a there's a group of guys who built a wrecking ball out of concrete, and they just take it up to this tall. Oh, tower you're talking about those Aussie guys? Yeah, they take it. They have this huge tower that they built, and they like crank it all the way up there, and then they have like random stuff on the bottom of it. And it's like, oh hey, we're gonna watch what happens when we drop a wrecking ball on it and just the explosions and everything like yes this is I'm a, I'm a true man i like watching stuff blow up oh i do too it's awesome like that i'll watch a tiktok video like 30 times just to watch things blow up people to blow things up are awesome it's fun i think that's one of the reasons i like star wars so much <laughs> because they so many explosions yeah i was like the death star AT-ATs, a lot of ships. Yes, Chris, Demolition Ranch. I love Demolition Ranch. Yes. He makes me laugh. All right, we got some news and rumors. I know that was a short yes. idea, but you know. Yes, I have good. some I have some news. Because I knew it was going to be short, but it, it, when I thought about it while we were talking about the other thing, I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about how it how it applied to the topic of today. <laughs> Yeah, ethics. It's so ethical to think about baby Yoda being shot in the face. I'm disappointed. I'm sad. All right, here we go. All right. So Bryce Dallas Howard comes out and talks about Ahsoka and how Clone Wars fans will love the Ahsoka show on Disney+. Plus. What does that mean? Well, I think she's going to... I think she kind of pulled a John and a Dave and was pulling things in that we really loved in the Clone Wars. Are we getting Rex? That would probably make uh, the show. I hope we get a lot of clone flashbacks. Uh, Rex maybe. doesn't Rex doesn't ever die in Rebels, so No, he's a part of the Battle of Endor. George even said that that was a thing. Like he confirmed so, that. You know, and so that means he's still around, so I don't see why he wouldn't be in there, but I don't think it's I think people take read too much into these these directors and writers and stuff when they say stuff because a lot of times they just say stuff just to get you. I mean, we seen it in the book of Boba Fett. What did uh, uh Rodriguez say? He said a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, this is gonna be the best day ever. We were all like, "What are you talking about?" Like what? But right, we know Rodriguez is writing, and we know what we get from Bryce Dallas Howard. We saw I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard's writing, and it was very good. 
I think a lot of it is just propaganda. They just say stuff just to get you excited about watching. It's their job. I mean, you got to think that they make money off of the sales or people watching it. So they're going to say all kind of different stuff to get you to watch it. Now, do I think Rex might be in it? I hope so. That'd be dope. But at the same time, like, I don't, I, I'm just starting to learn more and more and more that, like, I don't pay attention to what these directors and these writers, these actors say anymore because you don't know if it's propaganda or you don't know if they're telling the truth. You just don't know. So it's just like, yeah. I just take them for with a grain of salt when they say stuff. It's like, all right, whatever, you know, because you think, you know, Robert Rodriguez is, you know, look at his, all of his movies and stuff. They're all super action-packed and all this stuff, and they're amazing. And then you go watch the book of Boba Fett, like, what the hell are you talking about? This is the best Star Wars ever created. Like, dude, this is, like, dude, you're tripping. Like, I, I can't even believe you directed this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is not, well, I guess it's somewhat news, whatever. Um, Pedro Pascal, I think it's funny. Pedro Pascal came out in an interview and said that his voice that he uses for Mando is actually his bedroom voice. Said, yes. I know this one. Yes, I know. Sexy, sexy. No, I'm sorry. Now every time he talks, we're going to think he's standing in the door in underwear and a Mando helmet. Like, yeah, you want it? I'm okay with that. No, right? right? Of course you two are. I I read that and I was like, ooh. Hey, Pedro Pascal is rich, so, you know, I'd be okay with (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, now what listen. Is the, oh. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking to your wife right here. Have you read any of the Mando fanfics? No. Are they on okay. Reddit? They're on uh, archives of our own. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but yeah, you should uh, you should check that out. And that's all I'll say. I'm, don't get I'm any gonna, expectations. Gonna, <laughs> don't get any expectations. <laughs> Okay, on a, on a better note, we're, Kenobi's coming up real quick, and the, a lot of the actors that were in the show that have been announced have been getting interviewed. Well, Obi-Wan's Rupert Freed teases wonderful cameos in the show. Yeah. I, what? Um, I got some inside tips that we're going to see quite a few people in this, uh, in the Kenobi series. People that they haven't even announced that they're all supposed to be like surprise characters. So so instead of getting Luke, like at the end of the season, there's going to be a lot of them that pop up. Because you got to think about it. You got clones, you got um, the Jedis, you got got so many different characters that they could bring in because of the time period. So I have a feeling that we're going to be getting a lot of cameos of people and I think they're going to be using some of this uh, this new um, real engine stuff to bring in some people that are no longer with us. Because I have a feeling that Tarkin's going to be in here. Tarkin has to be in here. I mean, it just makes sense. Oh, yeah. So if Tarkin's in here, we know that his, the actor that plays Tarkin has passed away. They're going to have to do some stuff. They're going to have to Rogue One it, which yeah. was yeah. fine. I, he, it looked like Tarkin in Rogue One anyway. So I, I'm okay with that. But yeah, I got I got an insider tip that there's going to be a... slip us? Quite, quite a few... Uh, cameos of people that are coming. Well, and he also stated that it's going to be a thrilling ride for the fans. I can take a actor's credibility over a director. A director, like Kyle was saying, with when it came to the Ahsoka and like Boba Fett thing and all these things, a director's supposed to talk it up and make it seem like it's going to be amazing. But when an actor's like, yo, this is going to be dope, but- that means his nerdiness kicked in and it was like, yeah. oh, that's all, oh, that's all. Like, you know, I would be that guy. I, I'd get fired on set because I'd be like, oh, that's you and McGregor. Oh, there's Hayden Christensen. Like, it, all these things. I couldn't but work through. You also got to think about it. Their careers depend on whether or not something does good. Yeah. If their stuff yeah. does terrible, then they they don't get a new job next time. So they got to boost it up too because they got, they want, 
people to come watch it. And it and in Hollywood, they go by numbers. So if you're, say you're in a TV series or if you're in a show and you get, you know, it, it makes this amount of money because of watch time and all this stuff, you're you're gonna get another job. You're gonna be able to go get another job. If it does crappy, you're not gonna get another job. They're gonna be like, no, nah, I mean, that series sucked. You know, it was yeah. terrible. So they'll, they'll build it up too. That's what I'm saying. It's so hard. And, and, and I think what really got it for me was the book of Boba Fett because of how much they boosted Boba Fett up and then it just didn't perform the way it was supposed to. And that's also coming from somebody that looks at it as, as somebody has been a Star Wars fan for so long and looking like, this isn't Boba Fett. Who is this guy? Boba Fett don't do that. And the way that they built it up, it was like supposed to be just badass, best Star Wars ever. So it's just so hard to take any credibility from anybody that has to do with anything that has to do with Star Wars. Like, I just don't believe them, no. And I don't think that the Kenobi series can be that. You know, I don't think it can be some badass, best thrilling thing that you ever seen because they, 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 they have to tell the story. If they don't tell the story, Kenobi will fail. Yeah, they sure. have to tell the story. So it's going to have a lot of slow moments in it. It has to. That's the only way it succeeds. Yes, do it. And so that's just the, that's just how it's going to be. So I don't have high expectations for Kenobi like that. I don't want it to be. And I'm an action-packed guy. I want everything action. If you can make a movie with 200 minutes of nothing but action, I'd love it. But this is just not one of those things that you can do that on. So... I hope that they don't do is, it. Is it a thrilling, like, I don't, I didn't know how I took that thrilling ride aspect. I think the thrilling ride was more like the, how, how he was saying it in the interview. It's a thrilling it's ride to see these. of you and McGregor doing the headstands. Well, no, I meant like thrilling ride as in like, it's a thrilling ride to see all these characters. Like it's, it's a ride of emotions that all these fans are going to resonate with. I, I, I didn't take it. I didn't, I didn't take, like when I first read it, I didn't take it as the aspect of, it's a thrilling ride because there's so much excitement and drama and like all these things. I took it as like, we're gonna see characters that we loved in the Clone Wars yeah. and in one, two and three and uh, right before uh, A New Hope, like we're gonna catch like Bell Organa. We, that was confirmed that he's coming back to play the, the yep. one that was casted. I can't remember his name to save my life all of a sudden. He's coming back. I'm sorry, I loved him in Star Wars. I loved him in Sons of Anarchy. Like he was he, he's a great actor. He's got such range on him. And the fact that Disney's like, yo, I don't care, we're bringing you back. You're Bail Organa, like that's your role. And that made me excited. That, that brought a lot of my childhood out. And the same thing with like having Luke and Leia being casted. There's like, yo, we get a, an eight year old or eight to 10 year old Luke and an eight to 10 year old Leia. And we think that Cody or Rex is in it because of that standoff in the alleyway from what we looked at. And mm -hmm. like, I don't know who, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s playing, but I hope he's got a good role. Like, I'm dead set on Ice Cube's son being like a really cool role that really is an influence because just throwing him in a Disney project after, you know, everything he's done that's been... Or NWA. Yeah, the Straight Outta Compton movie, the Jurassic Park movie, not Jurassic Park, but the King Kong movie, and all these things. He's been in gritty, dark roles, and the fact that Disney's like, we like his acting, we know where he's from, we know he takes the job seriously. Let's see if we can give him a serious role that can resonate with fans. And I hope he does. I hope he kills it. I hope all these actors in the show. Feeling, I have a, a feeling he's going to be like a. I hope not. I hope he's like a sassy bartender that picks on Obi Wan. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, Chris, just keep all your questions. Many questions you can come up with, throw them out there. Uh, let's see. What else do we got for news? Uh, I don't know. I it was pretty quiet. It was pretty quiet other than that. No, there's nothing. Nothing's been dropped this week. And it's really threw me off because they've been dropping a lot of stuff these last few weeks. And 
This week has been silent. I'm gonna bring up this uh something I found. I thought was pretty, but I'm gonna put it on screen. So and I explain it to the audio listener. Uh, share screen. Okay, so I want these. Yes. Oh, that's oh I have the Vader. I have the Vader one. That you do? You are yeah. both Vader. Oh, you I, have I, it? I, I want to get. I have the Vader one. So let me explain to the audio listeners. It's Darth Vader luggage set, and it's like engraved with Darth Vader on the front of it. It's like embroidered. They got a black one and a silver one. Yeah, I got the black. These are dope. dope. I want one of these so bad. Hey, those are cool. I showed it to my wife. She said, damn it, if you buy that shit, I'm not traveling anywhere with you. I was like, man, whatever, <laughs> leave me alone. I want the dark face. <laughs> at least dope. you'll always, <laughs> at least in the carousel, you'll always, like, you don't have to search for your bag. It's like, ah, yep, it's that one right yep, there. Vader. Yeah. No, oh, but then you you have a higher risk of someone stealing your luggage. Because they're, yeah. they're like, I just want to steal that case. I don't want what's inside. I just want to steal the case. <laughs> well, if you just came back from Disney, they're getting a lot of Star Wars out of that. <laughs> well, yeah. and then that's another thing. I was thinking about like this. You could just sit there at the carousel and everybody that got the Darth Vader luggage, you could just, we could just hit them up. Like, hey, you like Darth Vader? Check out the podcast. <laughs> that's how she was. We went to Comic-Con. That's how she was. She's like, she'd walk up to everybody because she took the photos. It's a lot easier when a female approaches you than a, a, a big male. So I was like, babe, can you go ask that person? She'd walk over there, talk to him, tell him about the podcast and then ask to take their photo. And I was like, man, you'd be advertising the hell out of this. I appreciate that because I would, I would have mumbled through the whole thing. And that's pretty good, especially since the last episode got 2,700 views on it. Like that, that's a lot. <laughs> and we went over 10,000. That's that I, dope. yeah. There was that. Um, or 10,000 views on the on the on the on the, uh, on the show. There was a little girl that was dressed as Leia, and I'm still so mad that I did not get her picture because she was a adorable she was this tiny little leia in her you know outfit from the death star with her buns and everything and she was just so adorable and i saw her once and she was sitting with her family at one of like the q a's and i just didn't want to interrupt the q a to go be like hey can i take a picture of you guys um and i never saw her but as soon as the we there was a um a vizsla that came in the heavy armor and uh that's what that was my like, that, first yeah, thing we were standing outside and he he walks in with his dad and or her dad i don't know he, they, there was a mask on um, <laughs> And I start. I walked up and I was like, "Yo, so here's the thing," <laughs> and took the picture. Everything like I had already told him about the the podcast and all that. And then they were the only people who questioned me about it afterwards. It was like, "Okay, wait, 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 wait. What's the name of the podcast?" I was like, "Neat." So back, I went to a vape. Uh, when back while I was doing vaping videos and stuff like that, I went to a, a vape con. There was like 120,000 people in this little ass building, and I'm walking around recording video the whole day, and I'm just like talking to everybody. I talked to I talked to so many people. I swear that day, that day I heard more names than I ever heard in my entire life. Like, oh, I'm so and so, and I'm so and so, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm supposed to remember all this crap. And then they would hit me up on the videos. <laughs> When I was on the YouTube, when I was doing, they would hit me up on it, and I'd be like, "I do not remember you for shit." I don't. I talked a <laughs> hundred yeah. thousand. I talked to so many people. That place was packed. You could barely. It was like shoulder to shoulder, and I'm walking around with the camera like this. Like, please don't bump the camera. Please don't break my camera. <laughs> I I'm terrible with names, but if I look at a face, it'd be like, ah, yes, that is who. Yeah, you are. That's how I am with direction. Anybody's face in there because it was like a giant cloud of smoke. I'm pretty sure that everybody there got cancer or vape because I'm pretty sure. It, <laughs> 
Vaping is a lot better than smoking, but at the same time, when it's just everywhere, you can't even see somebody, I'm pretty sure that's not good for you. <laughs> no way possible yeah, that to, that could be good for you. I used to smoke, but then I quit. But now I I still use tobacco. I did, but I probably wow, should. that is awesome. I should probably. No, I'm not saying it's awesome that you dip because it, it caused you to get a hole in your face. But <laughs> yeah. it's, I, you, how many women do you meet to dip? Like, <laughs> that's not I something you run into all the time. <laughs> it was normal when we were you know, on mission and stuff. It was just yeah. easier than smoking. Yeah. Well, smoking so. could probably give away your position too. You know, you just got blowing out smoke and they'd be like, pow. And that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> All right. So are we going to get to the quiz? Every episode, I'm telling you, we're going to call it the CJ Get Up episodes. That's what we're going to say. CJ Get Up every episode. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know why he did. Like my niece is here. <laughs> been like PhD, bro. I can't sit still. I'm not like I, I can empathize with it. That's I'm currently I have really bad ADHD, so I'm just sitting here with my mall. I haven't learned just to tap your foot. Yeah, I, do, I, do. I, I do, I do, and it drives CJ crazy. I just tap my foot. Or I like have a pencil and I just scribble on a piece of paper. Just I just scribble. I tap <laughs> all the time. Like I don't ever stop. That's probably when y'all be looking at me and I'm sitting there just <laughs> rocking the whole time. Like, why is this dude just constantly moving? I'm tapping my foot. Okay, so Let's see here. Where are we at? Impossible quiz. quiz. Impossible quiz. Oh, yeah. Is it already that time yet? Okay. Charlie, he snoozes, he loses. Uh, where are we at? I'm looking for the thing. Oh, almost hit the outro. That wouldn't have been good. Would have been so mad. <laughs> yeah, he put so much work in his questions, so then just. Stop right there, you rebel scum. Prepare yourself for the Star Wars Impossible Quiz. Blast Okay. So we're going to start off and we're going to let Chris, Chris start asking some questions here. So, okay. I'll, you want me to read it? Yep. The size of our Milky Way galaxy is approximately 52,000 light years. How big is the Star Wars canon galaxy? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, wait, what? No. what? <laughs> Chris, you came out with the big guns. That, wow. Yeah. A uh, hundred and four thousand light years. Uh, that's bigger than that because you got the inner rim, the outer rim. Bro, do you know how big a light year is? I say like I say I'ma say I'ma say twenty thousand light years. Bro, a a light year is so big. Yeah, but I'ma say seventy-five. You said twenty thousand. That's smaller than our galaxy. Oh yeah, no, okay, no, I'm at a hundred, a hundred twenty thousand, a hundred twenty thousand. I'm gonna go to one eighty-two. Uh, I'm still going seventy-five. Oh man, that was good, Chris. God. That was wow, wow. That was a All very right. good guess, Kyle. God, what? That dude. was wow. Peter, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Question, dude, that was like me, bro. That was me pulling a number out of my ass. <laughs> all right, all right. Question number. Right. An bad. empire. Oh, an empire strikes black. An oh, empire strike strikes black. Back. Yeah, Empire's the new black. No, um, in Empire Strikes Back, what platform number does Han get permission to land on in Best? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Nine. Platform fifteen. Shut up. Let's see. Nine. Wait for it. Wait for it. I don't know why. Still waiting on his answer. There. Already. Three hundred twenty-seven. Wow. God damn it. Hey, yo, I got seven, so I at least get. Like, no, no, there's no seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> Twenty office. You're close enough. <laughs> at least there was a seven in my answer. 
Got a new one? Probably. He's coming out with some good ones. All right. All right. Name as many of the five planets destroyed by Star Killer Base. Oh, it was the Bro, Inner Rim it's World. Sequels, too. I don't give a fuck. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't was, it the Inner Rim? That uh, was part inner of the Rim Worlds. Nobody lives on the Inner World because all the uh, all the um, the hyperspace lanes are all distorted and everything. So it has to be mid rim. I'm gonna say they all five got to be close together because remember when it shoots out, it shoots all five of them at the same time. Um, yeah. But the problem is I don't know what the name of any one of those planets is. Um, all I know is that Coruscant wasn't one of them, oh, and I found that out in a book yesterday. Um, uh, well, we know it wasn't Alderaan, because, you know. Alderaan. I didn't even... Uh, Hosnian... It's the Hosnian Prime Hosnian System. Hosnian yeah. Prime Hosnian system. Yeah. system. They say that in the thing, destroy the Hosnian hey. System. Uh -oh. So, Cortsilius? Cortsilius. Yeah, sure. Ratio. Cardota, Hosnian, Hosnian Prime. Ratio. Ratio is a cool name. No, What's up, Ratio? How you it's, doing? It's too close to Ray. I can't like it. <laughs> Do you guys hate the sequels that much? I hate the sequels. Oh, I, I can't stand it, bro. I, it's they're not that I hate it. I just dislike it because it didn't. They're really bad like movies it. and bad Star Wars. The Listen, Force Awakens they're not my wasn't favorite. that bad. They're not I, my favorite, but I respect people's opinions about it. You know what I mean? But I respect not, anyone's my, opinion. My, they can be wrong and I can still respect them. <laughs> I, I, I just don't like them to the point where like, they're just so terrible in my opinion. Like there's businesses yeah. that I really like, but they're so bad in my opinion that we'll be talking about something that happened in them and be like, oh yeah, this has happened. And I was like, what? Like my mind intentionally blanks out the last movies. Yeah, there's there's like certain aspects, like bits and pieces that I like. I liked wow. The Force Awakens, and right. that was about this is, it. This is a topic yeah. for another time. We could go yeah. on about yeah. it. Oh, could, yeah. Yeah. All right. Chris's which next question. Which company which, produced the X and A Wing fighters? Oh, oh, this was in that book oh, yesterday. The company that creates the Starship. Star, Starship. I feel like I know this, but I. Tesla. Um, um, Tesla? Uh, really? Did you Tesla. just say Tesla? Tesla. <laughs> yeah, Tesla made it. Elon Musk. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, uh, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Him off of Twitter, so he said, screw y'all, I'm going to buy the whole company. <laughs> I don't know. There's going to be some um, freedom. I don't know. Um, it's Galactic. literally like... Galactic Star Star Cruiser, Galactic Starship. Probably. Uh, no, it would be Galactic. It was an Incom Corporation. Yeah, that's because it popped up on the screen. That's all I remember. I was reading Incom his response. Oh, I thought you was guessing it. No, no, I'm not giving an answer because he gave it to me. <laughs> you can't answer after you answer the question. Oh, jeez. I got it. Yeah, uh, we're not doing too well here, people. We're getting, no, we're getting we stuck. Should, we should no. All right, all right. This Number five. How many total lines of dialogue does Boa Fett have in the original trilogy? Three? Four. Yeah, he had four. Yeah, I was going to say, was it I think four? it was four. I think it was, uh, I, it was I need him. Are we talking about how many words or how many? Oh, how many lines? lines? Yeah, oh, like, lines, as you wish. Just brought up a couple weeks ago. Good to meet like, Yeah, I got it. Was it four? Like 36 yeah. words yeah. or something like that. Okay. Oh, as you wish. Bro, yours must be, I'm lagging. Good to be dead. Um, and like, uh, there, most of them was in The Return of Jedi. The other three, or the other two were in The Return of Jedi. Did he, was he even in The Return of Jedi? Yeah, he, he was in the beginning. Talk? Yes, he did talk. I don't remember him talking. And what did he say? <sighs> 
Okay, I think I know this one. Fuck. Who is the oldest night sister to resurrect oh. the dead night sister? I saw Adventures. Sister stories. Oh, oh, oh my oh. gosh. Is that Mother Talzin? Uh, yeah, or Mother whatever. Talzin. That's what I was gonna say. Is Mother Talzin? I hate. I hated those episodes so much. <laughs> I like Mother Talzin. What are you I don't like don't... night sisters. I thought they were I'm, so dumb. I love the night sisters. Yeah, I'm currently awesome. learning the about the night sisters. Night sisters. I didn't watch any of Clone Wars or anything. She's learning now. Um, oh man, get old Daka. You got you got to watch Clone old Kaka. Something wrong with you. Cool. I was I don't actually. Know who that is? Right? Who is old Dakaka? Old Dakaka. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But that's we were sitting there talking about things to to dress like people to dress up as for our Disney bounding, and he's like, "Yo, you could definitely do a Night Sister," and I was like, "I'm intrigued. What are the Night Sisters?" And so he started oh, like yeah. giving me small little things. And, and now I'm making her watch the Clone Wars from the very beginning. Yeah. And she's watching all of it. In and Fallen Order. Oh, I don't remember that episode. Why am I not remembering that episode? Is that an episode or is that a comic? Or a comic, yeah. I think that's probably a comic because I don't remember that episode. And I watched the Clone Wars like a religion. Like I love the yeah, Clone I don't Wars. Remember that. I don't remember no episode where Mother T goes to help resurrect, goes her to her to help resurrect um, the dead. Okay. I mean, shit, Maul was dead. His whole half his body was cut off. He was he. The legs was keeping him alive, and she brought him back to life. So why would she need to go somewhere else? No, it's from, oh, it's season, from season four. It's four called episode Massacre. It's called Massacre. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you guys then. Okay. Go ahead. If you guys know a little bit about Star Wars, okay. let's go a little bit deeper. Which character is partially named after George Lucas's son? Uh, Luke Skywalker. Nope. Uh, Mace Windu. Nope. Palpatine. Chewbacca. No, no. Oh, I'm not naming off all these ben? people that was like, this no, no. wasn't even born yet, huh? Oh, no, 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 Dexter, Dexter. Why? Why you gotta know the answer? Dexter Jester <laughs> was the character name and character itself that his son made and wanted a slight name change to kind of compliment. Huh, interesting. Okay, this one might be a super simple one, but it's the only one that I can think of because I read about it earlier today, actually. Um, inspiration between Chewie, or behind Chewie. The dog Ooh. behind Chewie? It was the dog. Yeah. Indy, uh, Indy. Okay, I got one for y'all. Kanan okay. is heard in Rise of the Skywalker as one what? of the Jedi whose oh. spirit is encouraging Rey to defeat Palpatine. He tells her what? Oh, I haven't watched that movie in a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I can't, no. Use the yeah. force, dumbass. <laughs> Don't be like Ezra. <laughs> uh, he told her, in the heart of the Jedi lies her strength. <laughs> Like, I like, really? movie, I was like what are you talking about? Kanan wasn't talking to her. I don't remember Kanan. They should have shown. If you look at the at the yeah, end of that movie, if you look at the credits, Freddie Prince Jr. is listed as a voice actor in the credits. Like I, I didn't know that. I don't remember hearing, yeah. hearing it at all. Like I don't. Remember, Him and like, Sarah Michelle. I remember hearing is Obi Wan, Yoda, and Qui Gon. I don't remember hearing nobody else. Well, no, Sarah Michelle Gellar. She uh, she voices one of the Inquisitors in Rebels. Yeah. Freddie Prince's wife? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was her birthday yesterday, I believe it was. I love her. She's amazing. Okay, so I have one may or may not be a extremely hard one. It's about the Gungans. I'm gonna get It's this. not about the Gungans. Calm yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love Jar Jar. Leave me alone. I do. Okay. Jar Jar's awesome. Um, what was the cell number of Leia's? Nine. Oh, no. hmm. 21. Uh, 27. 
27. It's Finn's code. Two one FN 2187. Found yeah. in detention block AA23 on sub, sub level five. Okay, I got another one for y'all. <laughs> Which two sectors does the Empire Strikes Back take place in? The Hoth system. And. I said sectors, <laughs> not systems. Sectors. Oh, sectors. Sectors. Sector 12 and 16. I don't know. I'm just throwing numbers. Sector 7. <laughs> Y'all are all off. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like in the hundreds. It's not even a number. It's not <laughs> even a number. Oh, I don't know. The Hoth sector? Oh. Wait. No? I, I want the answer. One of the Bespin sector? Sector? Yes. The Solace sector and the Anot sector. No. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet you did over there. <laughs> also known as three and four. Yeah. I got one. Uh, who is this lead singer of Jabba the Hutt's house band? The lead singer? It's a what's his face? Um, nope. Uh, the dude with. No, it was this. It's this chick, isn't it? Yeah. What's her name? Long snout. She's disgusting, is what she is. <laughs> you can find all I know is you can find it's her like in Lego Star Wars. Snoo, <laughs> like snoot, snot, snoot, snoot, snoodle, snooty. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give it to you, Garrison. You're close. It was uh, Psy Snoodles. Okay, okay, I got, I got one for y'all. I got one more. They will be done. During the shooting of the trash compactor scene in a new who, I, I, I knew who. new who, oh. <laughs> new who, in a new who, <laughs> Michael Jordan, return to the new who. <laughs> you got, you got, you got Doctor Seuss over here. Star Wars, I knew who. Mark Doctor. Hamill held his breath for so long that something happened. What was it? What? He blacked out. He farted? <laughs> he he shat he his coming out the other end because it could come out his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. That would suck. That sounds like a bad day in the Wait, office. what's the question again? It said, during the shooting of the trash compactor scene in A New Hope, Mark Hamill held his breath for so long that something happened. What was it? Um, he drowned? He drowned. Went unconscious? Well, if you hold your breath long enough and you finally pass wow. out, you've taken water yeah. either way. So. He like blacked out? He drowned. He busted, he blood busted a blood vessel in his face. What? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> he started. <laughs> oh, I got one. Can I ask one more? Yep. Where was the in Empire Strikes Back when they're on Dagobah? Where was that scene exactly filmed? The Dagobah uh, scene. Brazil. Louisiana. No, no. Florida. No. Um, Afghanistan. No, no. Kim, do you got a guess? Um, somewhere there wasn't uh, a the desert. Amazon. Um, no, no. It was in George Lucas's pool. What? What? Yes. what? I did not know that. It. Yeah, yeah. It was talked about. So. In in the uh, extra like credits and stuff you can go through, George Lucas talked about emptying his backyard in his pool and building Dagobah around it with a freaking tarp kind of makeshift thing <laughs> to make it dark. Yeah, that's wild. He did it in his pool. The man is about saving money but good quality at the same time. That's what? some real shit right there. That's awesome. He was like, "Hey man, y'all spending too much on this budget, man. Come to my house. It's it's only worth one hundred fifty gazillion dollars. Come to my house and we'll figure it out there." I ain't spending well, no more money. He had to no, have his pool. Me get a new pool. Yeah, no, he had to get a new pool after that because the swamp water and everything that they threw in his pool, he had a huge pool because they actually had a half an X-Wing in the pool. 
So he had to have a whole new pool reinstalled and redone, and it was bigger than the original pool for what the freaking. He just yeah. made 150 gazillion dollars <laughs> off of the, the movie. You could afford a new pool. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised that. you didn't know that one, Kyle. I thought that was something that I might hit I think I heard something about it before, but I just... It threw me off because there's set photos of them in George's backyard looking down into the pool where Dagobah's kind of being filled. And I'm like, Dude, that's just, some just shit. Wait till it's the next time for me to ask questions because y'all better study up on y'all throng. Yeah. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'll send you... I'm hey, Garrison. Garrison, I have all three books. I'll just send you my audible shit. <laughs> just gotta listen to it throughout the week and you have to pay attention because there's some stuff I know he's gonna throw at us that if you're not paying attention, it's gonna hit you right in the face. Yeah, because I just finished the last book of the Thrawn trilogy and it's like, yeah. I had to listen to it twice. I'm still I was like, what the hell them. happened? Like, I got to the end of the book and was like, okay, what the hell happened again? Like, what? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm still working on those. That's a, that's a great... Or being non-Jedi, you know, like Star Wars solo type movie that's based on a character, it's mm -hmm. like... Or, you know, the book, it's... There's a lot of long, drawn-out parts in the in the trilogy, but it, overall, it is a great trilogy. Like, it, it, it really... It really made me rethink who Thrawn was. Like, I kind of knew who Thrawn was. I know he uses artwork and things, and he's real smart. He's a tactician and he uses like different things to figure things out. And he's real smart at that stuff. But this dude is just spectacular when it comes like he saved his whole, he saved the chest, the whole, like they would all die. <laughs> My favorite thing is when he's, he's just talking to Lord Vader and he's putting the connection together that Vader is Anakin. And a lot of the things that Vader does is something that he saw with Anakin. And he That's calls him Anakin true. Skywalker. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the, the, uh, the second book in the new trilogy talks about him, his encounter with uh, Vader and how not, he, not with Vader, with Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> Anakin, but, this is all happening during the Clone Wars when they're talking about Thrawn. Yeah. I, I still so. appreciate the, the, the subtle, like, wow, that's something I've seen before. And then he puts two and two together. He's Anakin Skywalker. Shut up. You're going to die, bro. Anakin Skywalker. But in the books, the Skywalkers are the, the people that use the force for, for them to be able to go through uh, hyperspace. Yep. They don't have computers that do that in the new trilogy. So they have like a person that's in tune with a force. They don't know that it's a force. They don't know what it's called. They just think that they can do this. And, but they're called Skywalkers. That's what they they call. Cherry is his Skywalker on his ship. So, and they're like teenage boys or girls that are, you know, that have this ability to be able to travel through lights, light, through light speed without running into planets and stuff like that because they can use the force to detect things but they don't know that it's the force so then when he meets anakin in the second book he uh like he kind of learns about the force so he starts using like cherry's abilities a little bit uh a little bit better you know what i'm saying like he trusts her a lot more to figure things out because he knows there's more to it than just traveling through hyperspace so yeah it's it but there, yeah, there, there's, it's, it's a good series. I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I didn't think I was gonna like it because it I... didn't have no Jedi. It didn't have no, you know, Emperor. It didn't have nothing to really do with Star Wars. It's more based on the, the chess and, you know, unknown space and stuff like that. So... I've been listening to Star Wars Bloodline. I don't know if you've listened to that one. Uh, -uh. uh it's about Leia in her 40s. Can you guys hear me still? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's about Leia in her 40s and Ben's off with uh, Luke I training. Now functioning like crazy right now. And uh, I can hear you and see you just fine. Yeah, but uh, it talks about how the Senate discovered that she was Darth Vader's daughter and how that affected everything. It's actually a really good book. I recommend it. I don't know, like Queen's Apparel and and the, 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 the all the or whatever it's called, all the 
books about Leia. I I don't know. I just didn't like. They just didn't make a lot of sense. They were just kind of weird. Like when I listened to them, so I haven't listened to none of the new. The Bloodline one, like I said, it's written by Claudia Gray, and I love Claudia Gray's writing. Yeah, Claudia so. Gray is dope. Hey, yeah. that was another thing. There's a new on the second. They're on the second set of um of. You guys, uh, I'm gonna have uh, to leave and come up. back because I can't hear anything. Okay. Um. <laughs> 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 She's like, okay. I said, she says, Sarah, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, like the the new um art for the books is, looks pretty dope for the new yeah. High Republic books. I'm like, I'm I'm all caught up. So with all the books of um, the High Republic, so it's like I want I want the new book to come out, but I don't know, man. The High Republic, man, it, some of that stuff is confusing as shit because it's like, dude, what the hell are y'all talking about? This all just happened. She's back. <laughs> there we go. That was better now. Yeah, I'm good now. Things like that happen. I don't know. Like one day, I just yeah. for some reason, like it kept saying my Wi-Fi was not working, and I'm like, dude, I'm not even on Wi-Fi. What is wrong? What are you talking about? It's plugged directly <laughs> into the computer, like from the. <laughs> from the router like why is it what the hell does my wi-fi have to do with anything my computer don't even accept wi-fi so i don't <laughs> i don't yeah. know how that works i didn't build, I built my computer it's all for audio and video it doesn't have anything in it it don't have wi-fi don't have bluetooth it don't have none of that unnecessary crap in it so i'm like what are you talking about my wi-fi is bad what the hell are you like i don't get it and then yeah. talking to the people from Streamyard was a waste of time they were like well uh, check your wi-fi connection i'm not on wi-fi like, didn't you listen to me when I put in the thing? Like, okay, this is a waste of time. So does anybody have anything else spectacular to say? I don't trust him the force. Come on, Garrison. You just been kind of quiet this episode. What? <laughs> Are you kidding? Shut up, Garrison. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so, oh man, there was something I was gonna say. Now I don't forget. See, that's what happens when I get to messing with people. I forget what I'm saying. Karma's a uh, bitch, ain't it, Kyle? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who, who, who wants to do the questions next week? Me. You just echoed like really, really bad. It was like me. Yeah. It did. <laughs> that was cool. I don't care. Um. Okay. So I got something for for everybody, right quick. <laughs> That's what I got for you. You know. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's uh, there was something that. Oh, man. Okay, y'all talk among y'allself for a quick second so I could think about what I was gonna say. I know. So, anyways, important. how about that sports team? Yeah. How about those Jedi? <laughs> Weather, uh, huh? Damn, I gotta start writing shit down. Fucking slow drivers in the left lane, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, people are like, choose choose your battles, choose your battles. No, Kyle or Garrison's like, no, this is the this is the hill I'm gonna die on. This is the battle I pick Get ever out of again. The this is the battle of Geonosis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. See, I, I, I forgot again. I just died and then I, ah! and then I, okay, whatever. It's not important. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> all right, so I guess that's all we have for today, right? Anybody yeah. else got anything? All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and, and enjoying with us talking about Star Wars and religion and all this other crap that we talked about on this episode. Make sure that you subscribe, hit that thumbs up, bell notification so you'll be notified. Tell all your friends about us. And uh, we will see you guys on Wednesday. Oh, I'm not ready. No, oh, hit man. the button. You got to get ready too, man. Did somebody hit the button? I don't know. I'm Because last time, like, we both hit the button at the same time. So 
All right, I'm hitting the button. Are we ready? Are we ready? Thank you for tuning into LSR. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing so you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you would like to be a guest on the show or just want to give us some feedback, feel free to email us. You can also reach out to us on all major social media platforms. They're linked in the show notes below. Lightsaber Radio is produced by Pick Film Media and is a Sway cast original, starring Charlie Harwood, Garrison Turcott, CJ Elliott, and Carl McDaniel. And don't forget to join us next time for more adventures in a galaxy far, far away. 